Mrs. Jefferson, I'm Florence Johnson, the agency secretary. Oh, yes, come in. Uh, this is my husband. How you do? 10 o'clock on the dot, Louise. Oh, I believe in being prompt, Mr. Jefferson. I always say I ain't got no right to waste time when other people is paying for it. I hear you. She's got the job. <laughs> Hi, this is Veronica Red, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Do you folks mind if I ask you something? No, go right ahead. You live in this apartment, right? Uh-huh. And you got an apartment in this building, too? Yes, that's right. Well, how come we overcame and nobody told me? Deb Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will bring you back to the deluxe apartment in the sky this hour as we welcome two of the stars of the Jeffersons, Marla Gibbs, and Ernest Hardin Jr. Everyone listening to this broadcast, of course, knows Marla as Florence Johnston, the feisty, quick-witted, wisecracking maid who became one of Louise's closest friends and confidants and who never failed to put George in his place when necessary. Marla also starred as Mary Jenkins on 227, another long-running series in which Marla also played a major role behind the scenes, including the casting of both Jack K. Harry and Regina King. Marla Gibbs still very, very active today. She recently did a four-episode arc on Days of Her Lives. Plus, she has several projects in the works, including a movie with Snoop Dogg, I understand. Hopefully, Marla will tell us a little bit about that later on in our conversation. In the meantime, Marla Gibbs, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you. Also with us today is Ernest Hardin Jr. Ernest played Marcus Henderson, young man from the streets whom George Jefferson took under his wings after he hired him as an employee at Jefferson Cleaners. Prior to the Jeffersons, Ernest was directed by Sidney Pollack in Three Days the Condor and by Martin Scorsese in Taxi Driver. Not only his first two major motion picture credits, his first two screen credits, I understand, Ernest also has an extensive career as a stage actor, both in New York and in L.A., while his other screen credits include The Front, directed by Woody Allen, and White Mama, CBS world premiere movie starring the one and only Betty Davis. Both Ernest Hardin Jr. and Marla Gibbs will be appearing at the Hollywood Show in Burbank, California, Friday, April 15th, and Saturday, April 16th. I'll tell you more about that in just a second. Ernest Hardin Jr., welcome to TV Confidential. Uh, thank you. It's great to be here. Last but not least is our friend Jay Moriarty. Jay is also with us. Jay spent seven years as a staff writer, producer, and later showrunner of The Jeffersons. His memoir, Honky in the House, takes you behind the scenes of The Jeffersons and Norman Lear's tandem productions in general. Jay Moriarty is responsible for Marla and Ernest being on our program today. Jay, I thank you for that, and welcome back. Uh, well, thank you, Ed. It's a privilege to be here with Marla and with uh, Ernest and you. I'm not an actor, but I imagine it must be very gratifying to be a part of a show like The Jeffersons that was funny when it was originally on and still is funny today is discovering new fans, three generations of fans. It had something to say when it was originally on and still has something to say today. Marla, first, what are your thoughts about that then, Ernest? Yes, it's wonderful. I'm very grateful. Ernest? One, I, you know, it thrilled my mother. <laughs> my 
mother because it's so funny. We had the same picture that the Jeffersons had in their living room, in our living room. And that was her favorite show. And the fact that I was on it in the Jefferson living room, this was just a, a thrill for her. And so what thrilled her thrilled me too. I was I was honored to be a part of that. And back in that day, there were not a lot of black shows that were out. And this was one of the main ones and this was a big hit. And so just to be a part of it was, was great. And not only that, it was the, the first show to depict African-American characters in a successful upscale members of society, people contributing to, to society, which in real life, there were a lot of African-Americans who were leaving their mark in society, but we didn't always see them depicted on television and the Jeffersons helped change that. I think That's so. As a matter of fact, the fact that we always said as black people, wow, why don't they show us as doctors, lawyers, show us as we, we're Americans. We do everything that our white counterparts do, but yet they only show us in one way, you know, um, in the ghetto or this and that or rough, uh, doing something rough or in jail or whatever. So Jefferson's was a breakthrough uh, show for us and to show us how we really are. We had some of us own cleaners, some of us are rich, some of us are poor. So it's it kind of uh, broke the barrier and gave people a new understanding who don't maybe come across many black people in their lives to say, oh, wow, this, they're just like us. And I thought that was a fantastic thing. And, and that was one of the uh, best things about the Jefferson. Marla, I understand that one of the things that makes Florence connect with everybody is even though, you know, she was working for George and Louise in this very fancy apartment, she was also someone who never forgot her blue-collar roots. And I understand that's something you drew on when you portrayed Florence throughout the show. Oh, yes. Were you given any direction from show to show, or were you more or less left to your own devices at, at some point? Oh, no. We had a director, Jack Shea. He was very good. But I had... I had my own idea of how I wanted her I to be presented. I know a lot of maids, and they take over when you hire them. They don't care but if it's your kitchen. You can't come in there when they're trying to do something. And that was who we saw on screen, and I understand that there were at least two people that you drew on when you played Florence, uh, two members of your family. Yes, my grandmother and my Aunt Bill. They're the ones who reared me in Chicago. Were either of them alive when they uh, when you first started playing Florence? My Aunt Bell was. I bet you she was happy to see you on a, on a major TV show. Yes, she was. I brought her out to California, but unfortunately, she had an accident before she came and she was paralyzed, so... I couldn't really do what I wanted to do with her, and I know she was very disappointed to have to go to a nursing home instead of to my house. Marla Gibbs is on the line with us. Ernest 
Harden Jr. is with us via Zoom, along with Jay Moriarty, Marla, and Ernest, of course, two of the stars of The Jeffersons, while Jay spent seven years as a staff writer, producer, and later showrunner of The Jeffersons. Plus, he is the author of Honky in the House, writing and producing The Jeffersons, a memoir of his years on The Jeffersons and working on other Norman Lear shows Marla Gibbs, Ernest Hardin Jr., and Jay Moriarty will all be appearing at the Hollywood Show at the Burbank Marriott Hotel, 2500 North Hollywood Way in Burbank, California, Friday, April 15th, Saturday, April 16th. If you are in the L.A. area during Easter week, Easter weekend, you can meet Marla, Jay, and Ernest in person. For tickets and more information, hollywoodshow.com. Program note, we had some audio issues with the Zoom feed during the course of the recording. We did our best to fix those audio issues both during the call itself and in post-production. We apologize for any inconvenience. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Ernest and Marla, I understand you both came from Detroit and you sort of recognized each other when you first met each other on the set, but you weren't quite sure, couldn't quite remember where you'd seen each other before. Right. Well, I was in high school, and I met a friend of mine who who came from another high school, and we became friends in the theater department. And he took me to his side of town, and that's where I met Marla, her daughter, uh, and a lot of other people on that side of town, which I never hung out in Detroit. Well, what happened was Marla at that time, and all, and even now, she she was very beautiful. I'm talking about a knockout. Her and her daughter both. And they had a string of guys that just was just waiting to get a chance for any of them, you know. And what happened was Marla moved. They moved. And so there were a lot of broken hearts left in Detroit. <laughs> so I went on. I went on to college. I, I, I got a degree in theater at Michigan State University. Then tried to make my way at, in New York for a while. And then finally come out to L.A. Well, what happened was I got cast on the Jefferson. And uh, I would see Marla, and we would talk about, well, gosh, you look so familiar, but I can't place you. And this is because it was so long between the time that we had actually physically seen each other. And the next thing you know, it was toward the time that we were going to tape the show, which we taped the show on Fridays. And I saw her son walk by my dressing room. And I remembered him, and I said, Dorian, his name is Dorian. And I said, Dorian, what are you doing here? And uh, the way, where's your sister? That's the first thing I could think about, because I would have, I'd say, now I had a sister all to myself. Well, she's in Howard. Well, what are you doing here? I'm here with my mom. Your mom? He said, Marla Gibbs. I said, that's Miss Gibbs. We should call her Miss Gibbs. And I ran in the room. Mom, I know where we met. I know. You remember Bobby Sharp and all these guys that we used to know back in the day, and she put it all together. And she has been my protector, everything, my mentor, everything ever since. She says, hey, you know, we joined. And it was so unique that the fact that we met back on a television show, how unlikely is that, you know, two people come together on a television show that had known each other back in, in the day in Detroit. So... I thought that was a unique story, and, and we became uh, great friends after that. And uh, she's always, I've always looked up, up to her and, and uh, you know, just honored to work with her. She, 
She's been great. Great toward me. She's the matriarch of us now who are left on, from the Jeffersons. And if we're going to find out anything, if we have to go through Marla. She knows it all. And, <laughs> we really, I'm really proud of that. I would do have a little story. I don't want to take up too much of, of the conversation. But how you asked me about the Jeffersons, I actually played another character named Jason King. That's right. First appearance. First came to the Jeffersons. Yeah. And um, what happened is it was a, just a guest star. And the, the fact that I did it and evidently they called me before the show even came out and said, you know what, we think we want to give you a series. But uh, we're going to, we're going to, they usually, what they do normally is the screen test you and then put you on. But this time they said, you're going to have an on-air screen test. And I said, okay, fine. So they wrote the show. I went and saw Don Nichols. Well, I was sitting in Don Nichols' office, who's one of the producers of the Jefferson. And I sat there, and he great gave me the script. And I looked at the script because the character I played at first was Jason. When I looked at the script, I didn't see Jason in the script at all. So I said, "Okay, they're starting me off small. That's fine. <laughs> I'm glad to be on it." He said, "How do you like the script, Ernest? Oh man, it is great. What am I going to tell him? But yes, it's fantastic. Didn't see my name at all in it." <laughs> Then I looked, then I looked, he said, yeah, Marcus, you're going to be all right in this. This is a big part for you. And I looked and I saw Marcus. Oh, they had changed my name to Marcus. And I looked through the script and he was on every page. And hey, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And uh, I was like, he said, yeah, are you ready for that, Marcus? I took, I said, uh, yes, yes. And uh, I just say that particular week, I don't even think I got any sleep. Uh, I figure sleep is overrated. I'm just going to study, 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 study. And uh, the rest is history. It turned out to be a great show, and they gave me the series from there. And just as a reminder, both for you, Ernest, when you first got on The Jeffersons, and for you too, Marla, The Jeffersons aired in a three-network universe, just ABC, CBS, NBC, three networks and there were no VCRs and no recordings. Right. And, and not only that, it was a time when people actually stayed home and watched TV on Saturday night or Sunday nights, right. you know? So it was a major thing to have a regular role on a top 10, top 20 show, particularly back then. Cause a lot of, you reached a lot of people every week. Yes, we did. That was wonderful, but it was absolutely true. We only had three networks. And I'm amazed today how many places you can air something on TV. <laughs> and and it's also kind of amazing the many different platforms that people can watch the Jeffersons on today. I mean, they're they're available both on physical uh, media, on DVD. Uh, Shout Factory released a whole series, and um, I think Antenna is Antenna still Antenna TV. Yeah, it, Antenna show... they run Jeffersons back to back five days a week. And sometimes on weekends, and twice in the past year, they've had uh, Jefferson's Marathons, where they run uh, all weekend, Fourth of July weekend, and uh, and this President's Weekend recently. But Jefferson's very popular still. It's amazing. Marla Gibbs is on the line with us. Ernest Hardin Jr. is with us via Zoom, along with Jay Moriarty. Marla and Ernest, of course, two of the stars of the Jeffersons, while Jay spent seven years as a staff writer, producer, and later showrunner of the Jeffersons. Marla Gibbs, Ernest Hardin Jr., and Jay Moriarty will all be appearing at the Hollywood Show at the Burbank Marriott Hotel, 2500 North 
Hollywood Way in Burbank, California, Friday, April 15th, Saturday, April 16th. If you are in the L.A. area during Easter week, Easter weekend, you can meet Marla, Jay, and Ernest in person. For tickets and more information, hollywoodshow.com. Marla, Ernest told us the story of how he first joined the cast of The Jeffersons. I understand that you first got the part of Florence on The Jeffersons partially as a result of an ad your agent placed in The Hollywood Reporter. Yes, my agent sent a, a letter to The Hollywood Reporter complaining that her clients are not being seen. They're like a revolving door. We were in and out and didn't, have, didn't spend any time with us. After that letter was received by Hollywood Reporter, people started calling her clients. And so I got an audition for the Jeffersons. I was doing a play at the Zodiac Theater, which Margaret Avery ran. And uh, so I went in for the audition. And when I read it, it reminded me of my neighborhood in Chicago and my aunt and my, my grandmother. So that's how I delivered the part, and they liked it, and that's how I got the job. I understand that you auditioned first in front of the casting director and then the producers came in and then finally, a little later on the process, Norman Lear actually came in to watch your audition. And I understand that when Norman came in, you changed it up a little bit. That's not true. Okay, that's okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> the casting agent saw it and she took me over to the producers. Okay. Nichols, Ross, and West. And then Nichols Ross and West called Norman Ear and another, after they called me in to do the part, they called him in to watch me. Okay. And he, and his favorite line is, how come they overcame and nobody told me? So <laughs> that's what I did. Of course, I blew it the first time because I decided to change the line, which I did often. <laughs> and uh, they went ballistic. What happened? What happened? So I said, well, I just wanted to, to do something else. So they said, no, 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 just do it just the way you did it. So I said, okay. So then I did it the way I did it the first time, and uh, we were fine. You mentioned that sometimes you changed your lines a little bit because you knew that Florence spoke in a certain rhythm that worked for her, and that would work for you as a performer. I would imagine there's a point where, after you've done a couple of shows, you know Florence better than anybody else. That's right. So if you told the writer or the director, okay, can I change this up a little bit? It, it sounds like they were very open and very conducive to suggestions from the actors, and so it was very much a collaborative experience that way. It started out that way, yes, because I stayed at the table with the director and the producers, instead of going to the side like the other actors did, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> and, and they did not want to discourage me because it was a new show. So they allowed me to do that, and out of that came all the actors stayed at the table for every show. And they got our opinions before they went to do the, their notes. They took us into consideration when they were doing the notes, which is the way it should be. Marla Gibbs is on the line with us. Ernest Harden Jr. is on Zoom. Marla and Ernest, of course, two of the stars 
of the Jefferson, Jay Moriarty, longtime writer and producer of the Jeffersons, is also with us. We hope you'll stay with us when we continue our conversation with Marlon Gibbs, Ernest Harden Jr., and Jay Moriarty when we come back on TV Confidential. If you're a fan of the Jeffersons, this book is a must-read. It even talks about my favorite character, Marcus, played by me, Ernest Harden Jr. Well, all right. Hockey in the House, writing and producing of the Jeffersons by Jay Moriarty. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.